podcast episode four. This is the Anthony Prisotto Business Insider Podcast. The podcast devoted to giving you the right advice to help take your salon business to the next level. It doesn't matter if you are an industry veteran or a new salon owner ready to open your doors for the first time. The Business Insider podcast shares entertaining stories along with practical tips and interviews with other salon owners, all aimed at helping you take your salon from surviving to thriving. And now, here is your host, Anthony Prisotto. Hi everybody, it's Anthony Prisotto here and I would like to welcome you back to my Business Insider podcast. Or if this is your first time here, thank you for joining us. This week's podcast is a bit of a reversal. I'm being interviewed by Steve Winder, uh, who was on our second podcast episode. Steve's asking about salon business websites and we go into detail about how to set up one. Setting up a website's not for everybody, so if you want a website for your salon and you don't want to do the work, check out the show notes. There's a link there where you can click on it and we can have a website created for you ready to go in very minimal time for very little cost. So sit right back now, have a listen to what we've got in this week's podcast, and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for taking the time out to uh, join us on this webinar. I'm really excited about this one. It's um, a subject that's a little bit close to my heart. Um, it's something that I've been studying for some time now. And we're going to be talking about on effective online salon marketing. And the other thing I'm really excited about is I've got my good friend, Antti Pacetto, who's actually a bit of a guru with this sort of stuff. He's got um, a salon in uh, Australia, in Redcliffe, uh, a very successful business. And uh, well, I'll, I'll let him tell you a little bit about what he's done and, and how he's achieved what he's achieved online. So over to you, Anthony. Hi, Steve. As you know, we were like every other salon. We tra- did our traditional marketing. And about 18 months ago, we stopped that completely. And we put all our resources into our online presence, which meant a website, a Google Plus listing, and Facebook. And we now, after about 16 months of work, draw 100% of our clients via our online presence. Wow. So that's 100% of your clients via online. Maybe 99%. We get some referrals from our clients, but the majority of our clients do come from our online presence. That's amazing. So so really, you know, one, one of the things, and I'm sure you get this question as well, one of the things that um, I get from salon owners all the time is, how do I market my business because I'm down an alley or I'm upstairs or I'm not, I don't get any walk-by trade. So really what you're saying is that, that actually that doesn't matter. That's exactly right, Steve, and that's the exact position I'm in. My salon's not on a main street. It's actually tucked two streets away. It's in a, a, a residential area and we don't get walk-bys. And yet I have no problems attracting clients and that's because we have put our efforts into getting them in there via 
the way people are now looking for clients, and that's through an online presence. Yes, yeah, so, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but so really, one of my first questions that I wanted to ask you is, you know, why be online? It seems almost ridiculous saying that now, but why should you be online? You know, why should you be online? Well, as you said, most salon owners, uh, we, we realize we need to market. We need to attract clients to our business because whether it's through clients dying, leaving, or for whatever reason, our clients' numbers dwindle. So we must constantly be replacing those. Now, the traditional way we did that was through flyers, newspaper advertising, and probably the number one way was that the yellow pages. And the yellow pages are gone into decline. Ours got delivered this week. It was maybe a third of the size it used to be. It used to be two large books. It's now one small book. And to tell you the truth, I put mine straight in the recycle bin. And I guess most people do that. In fact, statistics show that 58% of people would choose not to have the yellow pages delivered. So we can spend a lot of money on yellow pages advertising, but over half the people we're trying to reach don't want it. So we need to be online because that's where people are. 77, almost 78% of people over the age of 14 now do all their online, re- uh, all their research on businesses online. So yeah, that's why we need to be online. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, we, we was, it's my daughter's birthday soon and we was um, looking at cameras and stuff and you know, the f- first thing I did, I went around some of the shops, had a look at the cameras and then of course you go straight home and then you start looking online. You know, because you can do the research on there. And, you know, with the yellow pages, I noticed that, that, you know, they got a lot thinner. And it's things like the environmental impact, you know, that those sort of things have. And that's why, in some ways, I'm glad that it's going because that, that to me, is a major problem. It is. The environmental impact is a huge concern for people. 62% of people feel that it, it, it's a detriment to the environment having the yellow pages produced. And so that, that's a huge number. And our environmental impact and our environmental footprint is a big concern with people. And that's you can see that changing in the industry in so many ways with recycled toweling to eliminate washing, colors that are more organic and using less chemicals. People are concerned no longer about just themselves. They're concerned about what's going on around them. So, yes, you know, the other concern is that it, it, it produces a greener salon by not using that paper advertising anymore. Absolutely. So um, so moving from uh, Yellow Pages, um, tell us a little bit about Google Search. Okay. Google Search is probably the, the most used search engine. It, the search engine is where people enter in something, type in what they're looking for, and Google goes and pops up a list of what's available. Because I think it's number one there, isn't it? Because I think it floats between, but I think is number one is Google uh, Search. Number two is YouTube. Yes, which happens to also be owned by Google. And, and, and uh, people don't realize that actually YouTube is a search engine. Exactly right. Yeah, so it's the number one person. Just like 15, 20 years ago, everybody went to the yellow pages to find something. Now everybody goes to Google. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about Facebook later on, um, but um, Facebook's number, I think it's either three or four at the moment in between Yahoo. and But the interesting thing is that Facebook have got some major changes that are just coming up, which is going to be very interesting. Yeah, we're researching into that now. Facebook are now positioning themselves to be a competitive search engine as well. So it's a very interesting time. But yes, we'll go into Facebook in a little while. But yeah, it's another another search engine and they're competing all the time. But I think maybe later on when all that kicks in, because I know I'm, I'm watching that very closely as well, maybe we could do a little video for everybody just to get them up to speed uh, about some of the changes that are happening and um, some of the things that are going, you know? 
sure thing that would be excellent once they've rolled it out completely and we've got it, our firm grasp on it, we, we can put something together for everybody. Right, cool. So, so really, if we go back to Google, um, you know, the thing with Google is people are putting things into search um, for businesses. Um, and, and I know you've got some interesting statistics about this, haven't you, which was, I was quite surprised about when I saw them. 53% of people expect a business to have a website. The majority of your clients or people that can be your clients expect you to have an online presence. So if you don't have it, you're just falling behind. Yeah, yeah. And what about, um, you know, business hours, um, sort of prices? And that, that, that's some of the information that's vitally important to have on a website. That's what people are looking for. And the beauty of having an online presence like a website, it allows you to put so much information in there. For a couple of hundred dollars, you can have thousands upon thousands of pages of information, where for a couple of thousand dollars, you get a little ad in the yellow pages that said, hey, I'm here. So it's, it's, and people expect that now. They want to be able to go online. They want to know when you're open. They want to see your business hours. They want to know what your prices are. You can't hide them anymore. They want to know what services you produce. I think salons are becoming more specialized. Not everyone does the same thing anymore. I know our salon doesn't offer a lot of services that other salons do. And so we make a big deal about telling people we qualify our leads straight away. It means we don't have people coming to us asking what our prices are and getting a shock when they come in. They know before they arrive. They know what services we do and they know where to find us. Where, you know, in the yellow pages again, you can have a small little map of the two streets around you. In a web page, you can use Google Maps. Google's just wonderful with what they produce. And they can put in their address, your address, and it will tell them how to get from there to you. So it, having a web presence is just, it's essential for marketing and it's essential for making it easy for clients to come to you. Right. And I, and I think you were saying earlier today that 58% uh, of people expect to see your business hours. There's, you're saying 51% of people expect to see prices and services and 84% uh, expect to see um, your location or, or multiple locations because as you say you can put those little maps and even even gives you driving instructions doesn't it that's exactly right and you know they're incredible statistics that the people are telling us this is what we want and uh, any smart salon owner, any smart business owner for that matter, should be there and providing that in the way they want it. The other beauty of having a website presence is that your business is open 24 hours a day. You're not limited to that 9 to 5 or in my case 10 till 6 of, of taking telephone calls and having an answering machine in the meantime trying to get sense out of what the client's leaving behind. I had someone send me an email from my website on Sunday night at 8 o'clock requesting a booking for a cut and colour. Now, I'm not going to be in my salon at 8 o'clock at night, on a Sunday especially, but I didn't miss out on that client. And I said, you, you, I think you've experienced the same thing. It's just incredible having that web presence opens us up 24 hours a day to be attracting clients. Yeah, uh, we, we, close, uh, we made a conscious, conscious decision to close on Mondays. And uh, because we've got a good web presence, today I've had bookings come through. Uh, for the rest of the week and, and what we're finding now is that um, we just leave a little message on the answer phone saying that we're closed on a Monday go to our website you can make a, a booking online and literally they can go online make a booking it comes straight through to my smartphone which is so easy to set up and then uh, when we go in tomorrow um, we can just make those appointments so they're, they're appointments that maybe I would have lost and I'm sure you'll agree that you could lose um, to your competitors because people are quite impatient if they can't you know if they want to get a booking done and that they just want to get it done that's exactly right and that, that's where things like home coloring prevail people want to color they want it now they'll go out and buy it 
If they want an appointment, they want to make that appointment now. And if you don't offer it and the next salon does, you've missed out. That's right. Because, you know, I, I, was, I was talking about this earlier, but, um, you know, people now, um, several things, they, they ring us, you know, if they ring a salon, they're choosing a salon. As salon owners, we've got not only other salons now to compete with, we've got the clothes shop, we've got the restaurants, because, you know, the, the economy at the moment... Um, is not so good in many places, and people are, are fussy now. You know, do I spend seventy dollars on a dress, new dress, or do I spend not me, of course, but do I spend seventy dollars on a new dress, or do I spend seventy dollars go and have a nice meal, or do we go away for the weekend? So, I think you know, people are juggling those things about now. That's exactly right. People have a limited income. With the GFC, it's even more limited. They're worried about where that dollar's going to go. And like you said, is it going to be dinner out? Is it going to be a new dress? Is it going to be something for the kids? Or is it going to be my hair? We need to have a presence there. Big retailers feel it with online shopping. They know they're losing money. People want the best deals they can get. So they're searching for what's available and what's going to give them the most satisfaction. So it's important that we have a presence in there too because it's a me too. We, we want some of your business. Otherwise... And I think the other thing that, um, you know, in, intrigues is that, you know, I think everybody, I know this is a statistic that nearly every client now is stretching out the, vis, you know, the time between visits. A few years ago, it's quite easy to get someone back in five or six weeks. People are trying to stretch now seven, eight, 12 weeks. If that happens, that means that we're going to need a lot more bums on seats. Um, and the great thing about having that sort of web presence is a little bit more sort of activity where you can start getting new clients through the door. That's exactly right. If people stretch out a six-weekly visit to a 12-weekly visit, you then need to double your clientele just to stay where you are. Having that web presence allows us to attract people like that. And uh, one thing I, I recommend for, for salon owners is to have a sign-up facility on their website where people can put their name and their email in and opt into a, a newsletter. And we send out a monthly newsletter to people and not all of them are clients. So we hope someday they will be. And in that, we put in what's happening in the salon. What are we offering? What's new? What's exciting? We want to build interest in, in our business. We want to build enough interest in them to drag them from going to wherever they're going to go instead of spending their money with us, whether it be out for dinner or to buy that new dress. We want that money. So, you know, creating that interest and that desire is important and it can be done so cost-effectively and so easily to such a broad audience using, using a website. And, and I think, you know, having that online salon presence you know, when a, a new customer comes uh, comes along and they see your website, I mean, traditionally they would phone the salon, how much is a haircut, and invariably the answer would be back, and I've actually recorded this, which is quite hysterical. Uh, the salon would say, oh, $50. You phone another salon, how much is a haircut? Oh, $60. How much is a haircut? It's $43. So you, you can only compare by price. But the great thing is with a website, you can... Once someone's on the on the website, then they can see how professional are you are, the sort of things that you do, and the interest. That, that's exactly right, Steve. It, it, it's and and anybody that's had any sort of business coaching or, or worked as a business coach, it, it's something we we try to enforce in salon owners. People are not shopping on the price; they're just trying to judge what you like. They want to ring you up and they want to say, "How good are you?" But they don't want to say that, so they say, "How much do you charge?" We, we teach salon owners and their receptionists to 
not just tell them the price, but explain what we do and what we offer for that price. Now, in the real world, if you've had a receptionist or salon staff and you're trying to make them do that on every single phone call, it's a real battle. But with a website presence, just like we have, we have our haircuts, our prices, but we also explain the entire wash house experience, what they get with that haircut. It's not just a haircut, it's a haircut experience. And that can be conveyed so much more clearly via a website than it can be over the phone. Yeah, cool. And one thing um, we used to do in the salon, um, and well, we still do, we have a, a, a book, like a, a welcome book, and we just ask people just to write little comments uh, about their experience. Now, the, uh, what we actually did with that, which was a little bit different, was that we then we um, cherry-picked some of those. And we actually pasted them on the window, our front window of our salon, so that people, as they walk past, could see the reviews that people have left. That's an absolutely brilliant idea. And I'd do that, but unfortunately, I don't have any people walking by. But I do have another avenue that does exactly the same thing. Google has an ability for people to leave reviews on your business. And it's tremendous. We all know that reviews... Uh, and word-of-mouth testimonials are, are very powerful things because it's not us telling the client or potential client how good we are. It's somebody else that's experienced us firsthand that can say, yeah, they're great. They do a fantastic job. It was so relaxing. I enjoyed it immensely. And having that online is so powerful, it's, it's unbelievable. The second part of it is that Google also ranks you in the website searches by how many reviews you've got because they work on the theory that if you've got a lot of good reviews, the chances are you're a good business and they want to promote you more heavily. Fantastic. So we can uh, now literally uh, leave reviews online for people to see in sort of many forms, not only with like on our website, but also, as you say, with uh, things like Google Places and uh, or what, what's it called in Australia again? So it's, it's called Google Local Plus. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I think you changing the name. But this week anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and um, tell me a little bit as well. You, you was talking to me about some things, quick response codes, QR codes. QR codes. They're called a quick response code. They originally came out in Japan as a way for auto manufacturers to find and track parts. And they've been around for years and years, but never adapted to much else. Well, like all things, somebody grabbed onto it and ran with it, and the internet and businesses are now rife with these things, especially since we have smartphone technology where we can have an app that scans these codes. Now, you've probably seen them around on other businesses and in newspapers and other advertising. They're a little thing that looks like a chessboard, all these little black and white squares in various patterns. What the app on that phone does is it scans that, and it can use the information stored in that to send you to a website or to a video. So if in the case of a business that might have a small ad in the newspaper, they can use that QR code, use the ad to get attention, and then use that QR code to take someone to a website to find out more information, to sign up for a product, or to watch a video on something. We can use the same thing to get reviews. Just like you had the welcome book where you get people to leave their comments, you can get them to scan their QR code, and it'll take them straight to wherever you want, whether it be Google+, your website, or wherever. And they can leave a review. So the thing is, right, I'm sure that people are sitting there saying, oh, yeah, that's all very well, but getting online, you know, it's complicated, it's difficult, and it's very expensive. What, what do you say to that, Anthony? It's as expensive as you want to make it. It's, it. Traditional advertising is not cheap. 
If I look back at what I spent in my salon advertising prior to prior to the last couple of years, I was spending between twenty five and twenty seven thousand dollars. Now I, I I do still spend money. I I don't do it completely for nothing. Uh, but I spend about two thousand dollars a year. So I'm putting between twenty and twenty five thousand dollars a year to my bottom line. That's incredible. So I mean, you imagine how much extra turnover you'd have to take to make twenty thousand dollars profit. If you have a salon that's running at peak efficiency and your prices are right and you've got the clientele coming in, your workers work well, you're looking at, you know, maybe having to do close to 100000 a year because that's profit you're putting back in. That's not just turnover. That's $20,000 profit. So if you work that you're, you're after expenses, you're taking about 60% and then you've got to take put, take the profit out of that, it's a lot of money you've got to make to replace that and it's so easily done. And like I said, I'm only spending a couple of thousand, but you can actually do it for nothing. You can get an online presence for absolutely free. Right, wow. So, you know, everyone talks about um, Facebook, um, which I think is great. I think sometimes it's a little bit overrated, although I think if you do it well, it can work very well. Um, what's your thoughts on Facebook? Facebook is great. It's free. It's a way to interact with clients. Is it a way to market your business? Think about it if you were getting text messages all the time saying, come in and spend money, come in and spend money. You'd get really sick really fast of those things. But it's a great way to interact with clients. It's a great way to keep that presence known. It's a great way for your friends to share. You can post photos of the work you're doing. Your friends can post their photos to your Facebook page. So their friends can see them. And they go, well, you know, nobody looks better than the moment they're going to walk out of that salon. So grabbing a photo and having it there and having it shared with their friends, it just increases your presence amongst the community. And the chances are, as you know, the people we want in are the people we've got that we like. And their friends are usually the same because, you know, birds of a feather. Using Facebook to create social interaction is fantastic. And it's probably the best tool for it. As a straight-out marketing tool, maybe not the greatest. But it's still fantastic and it's free, which is the most important thing. How, how else could you talk to thousands of people about you for nothing? Yeah, absolutely. And the great thing is, of course, once you've got your website, you can then post, uh, you know, if you was doing an offer, for example, or just a bit of information because it's just as important to post information as it is offers, um, keep people's you know, interest and engage them. Um, then that web page literally shows up on your uh, Facebook page and then you've got a link straight to your uh, website. That's exactly right. And that's how we use Facebook. We use it to share photos and, and what's happening in the salon. We do offers through it like when we get a new product in that we're going to launch. We offer it to our Facebook clients first because they're already our clients. So we, we know they're happy to spend money with us. So we want to give them the best deal going. And that always links back to our web page so that they can follow up on that. We also publish a, bl a blog on the web page, which then also, also gets published on Facebook. So again, it gives us a link back to that web page. So it's a way of drawing traffic to our website. And yes, we're marketing and still interacting with people, but we're not being obtrusive by saying, hey, you know, come and spend money with me all the time. We're sharing information, which is what social media is about. It's about sharing. Sure. And, and you also, uh, you're telling me you run small competitions? We do. And um, we, we do various things like that. With the last one we ran, we, um, uh, when you run Facebook, 
let's step back for a second. Facebook, when you have a business, you need to have a business page. You can't just use your normal Facebook profile. So that's very important, first of all. Got to set up that Facebook business page. Facebook has some fantastic functions available on it. You can have that page named whatever you want. So if you want to have facebook.com slash Steve Salon, you can do that. But you've got to get so many likes before you can do that. Um, Facebook now have offers. So you can put together an offer and offer it to your clients and they can share it with everybody they know. So it's another way of getting marketing, getting a deal out there and getting people in. But again, you've got to have so many people liking your page before you do it. So what I do and a couple of my friends that have salons do is we offer a deal to get people to invite their friends to come and join our page. And it may be giving away a $100 gift certificate or a a treatment or, or something. So yeah, we make small offers. We don't make them big. And we try to keep it as simple as possible because Facebook also frown on your running competitions on their website. So you want to keep it as straight down the line as you can. So by offering something simple like, hey, you know, once we hit 100 likes, we're going to give away a $20 gift voucher for the salon. I think you've got to hit 400 likes to be able to offer offers through Facebook. So, you know, you may do that every now, every every so often you may run one of these things to pump yourself up to a 100 like level to the point where you can start offering things through there. So, yeah, we keep it small. We don't do things like give away iPads and TVs and, and ridiculous things like that because it's just not the medium for it. No, and I think when you're a small business, um, then it, it's, again, you, it's the affordability of doing that sort of stuff. And I think there's lots of other things that you can do um, that are not as, you know, sort of so costly. That's exactly right. So tell me a little bit about Google Pages. Google Pages, they're a, a web a web page that Google supply and you can use that. Once again, it's free. You can create uh, an online presence quite easily. Uh, I've tried it. It's not simple. I found it quite difficult just because of the way Google has it set up. They do rank well in Google, but they're a bit of a nightmare. It's You don't use... You don't get like an individual URL, do you? URL, no, no. You're, you're whatever it is, Google, and, and it's not as easy to find. So like if you want to find me, you just go to anthonyprosotto.com.au and I'm there. So you can just type in my name and you can find my salon website. With a Google one, it's a little bit more difficult, but it is free and, and it's a great way to start. There are other alternatives that are, are available. I think he's telling me that um, Google Local is, is, a, is a much better option. Google Local, it's um, a Google Local, Google Places, Google Maps, depending on the country, the time, and the place, what they want to call it. Google's very good at this. They, they, they create things, delete things, rename things, merge things, and they don't tell you. They just do it. So currently here in Australia, it's called Google Local Plus. Google Local Plus. It's like the old Google Places. It's, Google goes through and scours through online references like True Local, the Yellow Pages, and other business websites that list businesses. And they use that and they create what's called a Google Local Plus page. That's already there and up and running. And there's one for just about every business. What most salon owners, most business owners don't know is it's there. Uh, so they don't claim them. So there's hundreds and thousands of these pages unclaimed. So the first thing you can do is to get a presence online is go and claim the page. Google's already got it set up. You can add pictures to it. You can add videos to it. You can put your business hours in. It has a coupon system. You can put coupons to run offers. It's free. It's beautiful. It's free. You do have to register, and Google will do that in, in depending on your each situation, usually through a phone call to give you a, a, a PIN number to enter, or they may send you a letter which takes two or three weeks to arrive with a PIN number in it, and you enter that in, and it's all up to go, and then you can just 
start putting your photos, your videos on, and set up your coupon offers and things like that. So really, you know, you've so answered my question: is it expensive? Then uh, no, it's not. You know, you've got Facebook, you've got Google Pages, and you've got Google Local. You know, even if you've got no budget at all, there is no excuse now um, not to get an online presence. Absolutely not. You know, you, you can. I'm not saying you can cut your you with those methods that are free that you can cut your advertising budget entirely, like I have. But you can make a pretty sizable dent in it. These are all trackable things. You can see where people are coming from. I dropped, I think, six thousand dollars one year on um, cinema advertising. It was great. Three of my existing clients saw it and said how impressive it was and how good they felt to see my ad in the cinema when they went to movies. I had one client come in from that cinema advertising that never been to me before. That client cost six thousand dollars to get, and they didn't come back. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's if if someone comes from my Google Local Plus listing, it's cost me nothing, and everybody I gets a bonus. So yeah, it, it it won't eliminate your your budget entirely, but it can make a sizable dent in it and give you results that you can actually see happening. Sure. Okay. So the next big question right, is we've harped on about uh, going online, um, getting a website. I think everybody now understands why it's so important and some of the stuff that you can actually do with a website because, you know, most salon owners that I speak to, they use their website as a brochure, a very expensive brochure, but it should be generating income for you. You know, that, that is there to draw new clients into your salon. That is there to run campaigns. That is there to, um, you know, you can have a retail shop. There's like hundreds of things that you can do. But the problem, again, that I'm always people are saying to me, it's too difficult. So what, what would you say to that? It is difficult, and it, it, it has always been difficult. You had to learn a language to program in. HTML, which is now up to HTML5. If you wanted pretty flashing pictures, you had to learn Flash. And then you had to spend hours and hours coding it and then hope it all looked good, and it usually didn't. <laughs> so... <laughs> What you did then was you took your ideas to a web developer and they charged you between four and $10,000, depending on what you wanted, and they created something really beautiful for you that, like you said, was a really lovely, glossy brochure. Thankfully, there's a lot more opportunity available. There's a platform called WordPress. Now, uh, WordPress is something you load up and you create a website on. It creates uh, WordPress is like a framework, and you dress it. You put the pictures, you put the, 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 a template to how it's going to look, and you make it look pretty, and it's really simple to do. And the beauty of it is it's, it's an open source software, which means everybody contributes to it for nothing. They, they, the, the basic framework is developed and constantly redeveloped and upgraded and improved and refined by mm-hmm. experts, and they do it for nothing. They share it with everybody. If the case may be that you, you do find it difficult, and it's a simple system to use, that it is, uh, you find it a bit difficult, there are tutorials available online. In fact, if you look on YouTube and you look up WordPress, there's 876,000 tutorials on how to do stuff on WordPress. So it's not hard to find an answer usually to a question that you might have. Okay, so these are um, what we call content management um, websites. So they, they manage the content that you put up there. Yeah. And I think That's- there's other platforms as well, isn't there? There's Joomla. Joomla, again, it, it's probably the second most popular platform. It has uh, 343,000 uh, tutorials available on YouTube. So, you know, again, it, I, personally, it's not something that I find easy to use. Like most hairdressers, 
I'm set in my ways, you know, I'm, I'm getting older, I just want to do what I know. If I'm stuck, then I know I can go and get a, a, a tutorial. And the good thing about YouTube tutorials are, like most hairdressers, we learn to cut hair and do things visually. So you actually get to see someone on a video do what you want to do and you just go and copy it. So it, it, it suits hairdressers to a T. But I think, you know, one of the things um, that I know that you and if people look down at the bottom of this page, they can see the link there. But one of the things that you um, supply, Anthony, is actually you, you've got a complete website solution, haven't you? We certainly do. We, we use WordPress as our, as our framework. Uh, we use uh, a template then to dress it. And so the beauty of WordPress is that it, it takes away the expense of needing a program. As we said before, you don't need to learn a language. You don't need to pay someone that's programs in that language to create your website and make adjustments to it. You can just go in there and do it. If you can use a word processor, you can edit your WordPress website. Most people's biggest fear about creating or working on their websites is they're going to break something, it's not going to work, and it's going to cost them money. And, you know, who wants to spend more money to fix something you've mucked up? So it, it, we put that overlay, it eliminates that. Fantastic. So, so what you're saying really is that, you know, um, you can supply a uh, an online solution, a website using WordPress. Um, people can easily self-manage it. Um, you put in a little system in there so they can go in. They can't break anything. They can go in, you know, put some photos up, change the price list, whatever they need to do. Um, but there's also and um, obviously on YouTube and places like that. There's eighty-seven. Uh, 876,000 I think you said tutorials on yeah. YouTube you know so so really you know everything that you need to know is on there and I think there's also little things that are called plugins that you can use on the website so for example you may want to do a survey um, you can buy and, and download plugins and stuff and use on there so literally it controls the whole website for you and, and literally anything you want to do almost you can do. Now, as I mentioned in the start of the podcast, I'm offering salon owners a website solution for their businesses for only $55 a month. If you want to take advantage of this offer, check out the show notes and click on the big red Get Started Now button. That will take you to a PayPal site, which will set you up ready for us to create that website for you. Now, if you're really serious about making a difference in your salon business, then I would recommend the Salon Success Club online coaching and mentoring program. For only $39 a week, you have direct access to your own personal business coach and weekly lesson plans delivered via email, which cover things like creating your vision, team training, and much, much more. I've completed the entire Salon Success Club program, and it's by far the most comprehensive industry-specific coaching and mentoring program there is. Over the years, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on business coaches. Some were okay, with some were just outright a waste of money. I can't stress how important having an industry-specific program is. Salons don't need the same advice as a mechanic or a restaurant, and having coaches that are stylists and have owned their own salons, own their own successful salons, is so important. And the price? Well, for only $39, you can barely get a steak dinner, but you can get some of the best business advice, coaching, and mentoring. Let's face it, it's only the price of a haircut. You'll find a link in the show notes or you can go to anthonyprisotto.com slash coaching. Well, that's all I have for this week. Thank you again for listening and don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps others find this podcast. If you're listening through the website, please leave a comment below and feel free to click the like buttons and share the podcast with your friends via your favorite social media channel. Also, if you have a question or something you would like me to cover in future episodes or if you have a message you would like to share with salon owners around the world, drop me an email message send me a message on Facebook or LinkedIn and we can set up a time to have you on the business side of podcast. Thanks a lot, guys.